Hi guys, welcome to Anchored. I am Mona K, your host, and I am so glad that you're joining us. Please remember to subscribe, to like, to favorite, to clap, to 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 press those clap handsy thing that are on your screen. Um, I am so glad. First of all, um, this is our 13th episode, and in TV speak, we officially are dropping the 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 finale. We would be dropping the. 18th episode making a complete season so i'm so very happy for that um it's been an amazing journey so far and i would really like to thank my nokia and anchor and god for inspiring me each and every week you know i'm doing my acceptance speech but i had promised on my whatsapp that this episode would be an episode of um of questions we're going to answer frequently asked questions from um, you guys and i got uh, a number of questions that um i wanted to speak on with um a guest sway but we had technical difficulties so today i'm not going to be dropping the the fee aqs um episode but i'm just gonna speak on something else that i already was thinking of already so um let's get right to it and i will hint on the questions that were going to be spoken of next week um when because we i think we're going to have the technical difficulties sorted i'm sorry guys so let's get right into it today i'm going to be speaking on the gift of speaking in tongues how yes so most of you already know that i've already written a blog post about this but if you haven't i'm just going to reiterate because i feel like you know um talking explains more than you know me read, me writing so let's get into it okay let's speak on what is the gift of speaking in tongues so um let's give a background of what speaking in tongues for those who are new who don't have an idea so speaking in tongues first happened in x2 first one to four um when the apostles were uh, went out after they just received the gift of the holy spirit uh, let me see if i can read for you there real quick x2 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 1 to 4 it says when the day of pentecost arrived they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance so currently whilst this was happening they were in um Jerusalem and every devout man from every nation under heaven was there and so um, there was a multitude of people I want you to think of the biggest square in your head and then you have lots of people there so x2 verse 11 then tells us that um, this, the disciples went onto the square and they were speaking in tongues and then the people reacted saying we hear them declaring the wonders of god in our own tongues um the esv said um, the esv says um 
Both Jews, proselytes, Cretans, Arabians said we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And and all of them were amazed saying, what does this mean even? Okay, so for, for, for most people when they read tongues, um, the translation of the Greek word tongues literally means languages. So the gift of tongues that the apostles were given were the gift of being able to speak many languages or the gift of what I call translator. So I want you to think of someone speaking and he's saying the same thing, but everyone around them, French, Greek, Italian, American, um, Ethiopian, Ghanaian, South African can hear what they're saying in their own tongue. So a person could be saying, I don't know, I don't know, or I don't know what that means. I don't know where that came from, but um, a French person would be able to hit that person and and understand, even though that person in question does not have training to speak that language. So basically, the tongues were sort of like God's first downloadable translator app where everybody could hear exactly what people were saying. Um... Uh, so the gift of tongues is speaking in a language a person does not know in order to minister to someone who does not speak who does speak that language the gift of tongue is speaking in a language you don't know to a person who can understand that language and now you would find that um, Paul discusses this in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 14 when he says now brothers if I come to you in speaking tongues what good will I be to you unless I bring to you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or word of instruction so this would then um, tell us that the purpose of speaking in tongues was um, to bring revelation, to prophesy, to give knowledge or to give word of instructions. This is 1 Corinthians 14 verse 6. Now, according to the Apostle Paul, and in agreement to the tongues described in Acts that we read in the first place, speaking in tongues is valuable to one hearing God's message in his or her own language. But if it's useless, if everyone else, it's useless to everyone else unless it's interpreted. So if I'm speaking in tongues and I'm speaking French and all of you who are listening to this audio don't hear French, then my message has been lost. Do you understand? But then that is when that gift of interpreting tongues, which is mentioned in 1 Corinthians um, 12 verse 30, is then is then uh, put into place. You need to have someone with the gift of interpreting tongues. Um, now, um, well, I'm trying to look. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm trying to look for 1 Corinthians. Um, yes, there we go. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 30 says... Um, do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? This means some people can speak in tongues and some people can interpret. So the tongue interpreter would then um, communicate the message of the tongue speaker to everyone else so that everybody could understand. Now bear in mind that the tongue interpreter would not know um, this language either. So we have two people, the tongue speaker and the tongue interpreter, both who have no background in speaking German, but who uh, have been endowed with um, the gift of speaking in tongues and they are able, one is able to speak it and the other one is able to understand and translate it. This is the gifting of the tongues. So um, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 18 says, For this reason, anyone who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret what it says. 
So Paul's conclusion regarding tongues was that if they're not interpreted, then it's useless. It's not powerful. So they need to have interpretation. So anyone who's going to be saying, I'm speaking in tongues, we need to have someone to interpret so that we can hear what the knowledge is, what the prophecy is, what the uh, what the word of instruction is. Okay, because you'd find even then Paul in Corinthians then goes on to say, but in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words um, to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue because no one would get it. The whole, like we established, the whole point of tongues is to convey a message to someone who ordinarily would not have been able to understand because you're speaking in a different tongue. So the next obvious question that I'm going to answer on the next segment is do people now contemporarily speaking still have the gift of tongues today? And I feel like, you know, everybody's going to be listening is like Mona, you're trading on dangerous waters, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to speak on what I found in the Bible. And I'm really hoping you guys give me feedback on this one. Okay, guys. Yes. Okay, so now that we've spoken of what the tongues are, what they were meant to do, um, let's speak on (laughs) whether or not the gift of tongues are relevant today. Wow, okay, if we look at the purpose of it, I would say not really, because the purpose of the tongues, as we spoke about, was to um, communicate to an otherwise in an otherwise um, language barrier field situation. And uh, number two, it was to have an interpreter. And now we have, you know, translators galore for almost every other pastor has a translator right besides them. And even if you look at the Bible itself, it does say um, from 1 Corinthians 13 to 13, 8 to 10, that the, the gift of tongues and gift of prophecies are meant to cease and that all of these things shall end when the perfect arrives. Now, obviously, the perfect meaning may be the complete um, revelation of the good news and the, the what, what do I want to say? The knowledge of Christ when it becomes to everyone on earth in completion. That is when all of these things can cease because they are known in part. You know, we know in part, we prophesy in part. So, um, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 22, if you read that, it will tell you that tongues were made as a sign for unbelievers. So, in those days, um, it was really uncommon for people to to meet each other when they were at the marketplace and someone could speak to you in your tongue. You'd we have to be moving around with a person who can um, interpret for you. So when someone would come and speak to you about Jesus, it was to be assigned to unbelievers. Now, um, this for me tells me that the gift of tongues no longer serve its intended purpose of um, assisting apostles, disciples, and teachers to spread the word of God, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, because we now live in a globalized environment whereby everybody knows everybody and everyone has a Google app that would tell them what exactly has been said. We have got um, subtitles, we've got apps that teach you how to speak in French, we've got lessons and stuff like that. So the scriptural definition of tongues that I gave you 
is not really relevant in today's church. However, um, just because the Bible says um, um, the spirit, the gift of tongues will cease, does not mean it has ceased. I mean, the Holy Spirit is still out here, uh, according to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11, giving gifts um, liberally and to everybody. So what can we say? We can say that scripture does not conclusively assert that the gift of speaking in tongues has ceased. Okay, so Mona, if you're saying that the tongues have not been, um, have not ceased, then what should tongues look like if they were active in church today? Wow, guys, this is like a, a deep one because it would obviously have to be in agreement with scripture. And what we've seen with the scriptures that I've, uh, I've, I've availed to you, that it needs to meet essentially three points. It needs to be a real and intelligible language that exists. That's 1 Corinthians 14 verse 10. It would need to be for the purpose of communicating God's word with the person of another language, Acts 2, 6 to 12. And it would need to be in agreement with the command, the command that God's word, that God gave uh, Apostle Paul, that if anyone speaks in a tongue or two, or at the most three, one should speak one at a time and someone must interpret if there is no interpreter the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and god so you should need to have a if you're going to be speaking your tongues in front of an audience um you need to have an interpreter it needs to be um a real and intelligible language and it needs to be for the purpose of communicating god's word of instruction uh knowledge prophecy and you know good tidings so this would then say my the next question that i would have for you is are the tongues that you're speaking adhering to the things that have been spoken of in scripture or are we just out here um saying stuff that we don't know because we've been told that um when the holy spirit gives you it gives you the gift of speaking in tongues um so god definitely does give a person the gift of speaking in tongues uh but it's for the purpose of give, giving us productive missionaries who don't need to worry about um, downloading an app, learning a language before they go to a place. Um, they just go there and the gift of tongues has already availed to them all the knowledge that they need in order for them to be able to speak and communicate and effectively communicate with the people that are around them at that point. So I feel like um, from the research that I've done, it seems as if a majority of us believers uh, claim to be speaking in tongues but the tongues we're speaking are not in agreement with the scriptures that I've mentioned above. And as such, this is an SOS. Um, please hit me up. Tell me exactly where um, your pastor, your church, and your own um, findings have given you scriptures that are in line with the... Um, with the sort of tongues that you speak in your church so just hit me up on osansen4329708 or on my social media pages um anchored on facebook mona k at mona k chishato at instagram and twitter and let's get this discussion going and for some of the references um because this is a really like huge topic guys and it would do you well if you could find a book by meryl anger um new testament teaching on tongues wow this has been anchored and um 
i'm really excited for next week because next week that is when we're going to have um miss sway on on if not this week is the week after this we're gonna have miss sway on anchored and we're gonna be speaking on some of the questions that you guys brought in some of them are like is the nyami nyami and leviathan um and the bible say forgive and forget uh how can you explain the trinity is this is god where was jesus um in the three days that he died and we've been working flat out to research to pray about the questions that you've asked and hopefully we'll have questions um and answers that provoke you to go to the scriptures and just stay anchored i love you guys bye